I woke up in a rush and all of a sudden there was a firefighter grabbing me out of my bed in my pajamas, dragging me down the stairs and out um, down a hill. It was winter. The snow was flurrying and the ice was on our driveway. It was Christmas Eve. And I thought first, this must be a dream. I was only four. But when we hit the ground as he slipped on the ice, and landed on my sister and me, I knew this was no longer a dream. This was real. We had a house fire. And unfortunately, it was, uh, fortunately, I guess, it was just in the chimney. On Christmas Eve, my mother smelled some smoke. She was getting ready to put things away for the night. And she had put the fire out long before, but smelled smoke still. And she was like, this is weird. She was also praying that night about where we would get presents from because we didn't have any presents this year. Um, we couldn't afford a Christmas. And so she was, as she was praying, she smelled the smoke and she didn't see a fire, but she called the fire department. And yes, lo and behold, the fire was up in the chimney from the soot. What were we to do? So as we slept at the neighbors that night, a miracle happened. All of those firefighters came in, fought the fire, put it out but they noticed there were no presents. And they said, well, where are your gifts? Where, you know, where are the presents for tomorrow? And my mom explained that she'd been praying about it and she just was sad and weeping that she didn't have a way to provide Christmas. As we walked through the doors the next day, there were tons and tons of presents, probably our biggest Christmas ever. And that Christmas was all provided by those firefighters. Now, we didn't know that. We had no idea that 16 firefighters went home to their homes and grabbed presents that seemed age-appropriate for the children that she had, which I have five brothers and sisters. And they basically saved our Christmas, and they brought their gifts over and put them all around the tree. It was an amazing Christmas, and it wasn't until much later that I knew that story. Stories make a difference. How do you tell them? I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group. And this next segment and next week's segment are on storytelling. And how do I make it powerful and impactful and make sure there's a protagonist and an antagonist and all of those ideas? How can you grab someone's heart and hold it? That's what we're looking for in storytelling. First of all, you need to have just two basic principles to follow when you're coming up with your story. When they hear the story, they're looking for the obstacle that emerged. They're looking for excitement and energy. It could be heartbreaking. It could be heart-enhancing and joy. But undoubtedly, there needs to be that protagonist and that antagonist. There needs to be that obstacle and a resolution. The second thing to consider is having a clear structure. So as you tell your story, you're going to practice telling it a billion times and you're going to come down with the, the smallest, shortest way to tell the story and still have it be powerful. We don't want it to have be half of our presentation. We want it to have a, a clear beginning, middle, and end. In my story, uh, what was the beginning? What was the middle? What was the end? Consider my story as an example. The beginning is, was this real? Was this not? I, I, I got, you know, 
<laughs> the fire department, the fire, big fire. He was huge compared to me at four or five and falling on me. You know, that's my beginning. My middle is um, sharing that, that contrast of, oh no, we have no presence. And the end is that resolution, that beautiful, big Christmas that we got to have. So what is that structure going to look like? So that beginning, that middle, that end, it's really going to be what could be. Um, or what is the story? That middle is, again, you're thinking, what is it? What it could be? What is it? What it could be? And then the end is that call to action, that that resolution, the excitement that happens. After you've, um, as you're developing the beginning, that what it, you know, what is it and what it could be, you want to be off balance. It's a good thing to be a little off balance, to have it not quite work for you. And then the middle is where you're going to have it may become a little bit more instead of topsy-turvy like the beginning, um, really see and realize what was off kilter and what was happening. The fire was one thing and the gifts was another. So we had two different insights there as we looked at that. So you're showing the balance or the what was off balance. You're kind of giving them and applying that message. So what was the problem? The problem was the fire and the problem was no presence. At first, we thought the problem was the fire. And then what could it be? It could be a great Christmas. Um, I, you know, it could be resolved. Who knew that uh, a little fire on Christmas Eve was a solution? Um, of course, at the time, my mom didn't think it was a great thing. It's like, oh, no, one more thing. We have a fire. Um, but it was used to make a beautiful ending. So how do we make that ending amazing? So you could do a piggyback, start like you've, you know, finish like you started. You could do a call to action, um, like giving them a powerful, we can do it, hang in there. Just like in the story, there is, there are miracles. Things can happen. We can turn it around. Let's work as a team, those kinds of things. We want to make sure that that call to action benefits them, um, really is in their world and and touching on what they need to hear. In next week's uh, creative training tip, we'll look at how do you add an emotional texture and and so on. So thank you for listening to this creative training tip with the Bob Pike Group. I'm Becky Pike Pluth. And by the way, that story was real. Have a great day. We'll see you next week.